you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Are you a people pleaser? I never thought I was. I was like, no, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't people please. But you know what? I was. And I didn't even realize it. 2020 has been a huge year of growth for so many people. And realizing this was one thing that helped me move forward and break down so many barriers to achieving some of the things I wanted in my life and my business. I learned everything about people pleasing and how it's impacted my life and how I can move forward from it from my good friend and business buddy, Lizzie Malt. I'd actually watched Lizzie from afar for a while and always admired her work. I've subscribed to her podcast for years and have always loved her vibe and approach to life. So when she shared her story about people pleasing, I was like, no, she isn't a people pleaser. She's such an individual. But when I heard the story, I was like, hang on a minute, this sounds really familiar. Then Lizzie and I worked really closely together for a few months and I heard the whole evolution of this and I said, you've just got to share this on the podcast, girl. So today Lizzie joins us on the podcast for this episode from her off-grid house in the rainforest. She absolutely lives in the most magical place in the world. They have fireflies there in the spring, like seriously, real fireflies. And Lizzie is a holistic business mentor and facilitator who's breaking all the rules when it comes to showing up in life and business, from ditching people-pleasing to trusting her intuition to building an empire with passion and purpose. Lizzie has a down-to-earth way of bringing your essence to the forefront so you can express it fully and freely and so you can create the life that you want. Now, on a Side note, <laughs> I want to also say Lizzie has the most awesome hair. And Liz, I know when you listen to this, you're going to laugh because we always have this running joke between the two of us that I love her hair and it's so wild and free and just always looks like she's, you know, amazing, even though she's put hardly any effort into it, which she doesn't. And I feel like I've got this like drab, fine hair that I have to put so much effort into. So Lizzie has the most amazing hair. She has an infectious laugh and she is just one of the best people I know. She also has an amazing membership um, and mentorship program called the Whole Woman Community. And you'll definitely be able to find out more about this in the episode and also over on the show notes page. So you're going to hear all about her journey, all about, you know, lots of, we go really deep here into lots of stuff about people pleasing. Um, So it's a really juicy episode. But before we get stuck into it, I want to let you know that the episode today is brought to you by my social media and online business mentorship program, The Social Collective. Yes, it has been upgraded from a membership and is now a mentorship program because that's exactly what it always has been. In this program, I'm breaking all the rules of mentorship and giving you the perfect blend of online learning, tools and resources, group coaching via lives and Zoom, plus the option for one-on-one mentoring with me. 
This immersion will give you a clear-cut, personalised strategy for your social media and the digital elements of your business, and you get to have some laughs, fun, and be a part of an amazing community along the way. You're even welcome to bring a wine to our coaching calls because that's kind of how we do things over in the Social Collective. So you can find all the details to jump in and all the links to connect with Lizzie on the show notes page for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 52. And now I'm going to hand over to the episode. All right. Welcome, Lizzie, to today's episode of the podcast. So excited to have you on to talk about this amazing topic of people pleasing. Um, I know that it's been quite the journey for you this year. And um, when we started working together, like you really brought it into my consciousness as well. And it's been a really nice evolution. I think it's funny, like the universe tells you things sometimes and it's like, you were talking about people pleasing, all these other people were talking about people pleasing. And I, it took me on my own evolution of the whole topic too over the course of this year. Um, Cause 2020 has been such an interesting <laughs> ride for so many people. A lot of um, self-reflection has happened a lot for a lot of people this year. So um, can you just give everyone that's listening in a little bit of a snapshot about Liz? Oh, first of all, hi. Hi. <laughs> so good to be here with you. Um, so yes, 2020 has been bloody epic. Um, I, earlier this year, March was just like the catalyst for like me diving into the topic of people pleasing and it's just, you know, unwound ever since. And, you know, the greatest thing that has happened is trusting my intuition along this process. And I'm sure we're going to talk more about that shortly as well, but I live in a rainforest, completely off grid. Um, most people just don't understand my way of living. I have no phone reception, which is just like bliss. I think that's bliss. It is bliss, <laughs> but I think a lot of people are like, how do you survive? I'm like, we have ADSL, man. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest form of internet. And somehow I can still manage to run a business and look after my family at the same time. Yeah, cool. And look, anyone definitely go and check out Lizzie on Instagram. Like all of her photos are literally taken where she lives and they just look amazing. <laughs> and yeah. um, you even have like, you know, women's like summer solstice. I think you've got coming up and there's like fireflies and like all these wonderful things out there that, you know, us people that live closer to the coastal area or live in the city just don't get to see. So um, people pleasing. Yeah, let, let's talk about this. So um, I think like something that was really interesting for me when I started delving into it a little bit more was that it's people pleasing comes up in so many different ways. And sometimes we don't realize what those ways are. So can we first of all start by talking about what are some of the signs that you could be a people pleaser? Oh my goodness. You know, I reckon my list of ways that people please is actually keeps growing so yeah, yeah. today I'm gonna drop nine for you because I feel like they're the most common and the first one that most people know about themselves is not being able to say the word no simply by just yeah not having that ability to say no to going out for dinner or no I can't do that etc that's probably the number one that most people identify with um Avoiding conflict, that is just a people pleaser's worst nightmare is to be in a conflict situation. So they will do anything and everything to make sure that everyone's good and that 
nothing bad will happen. So avoiding conflict, apologizing way too much. You know, those people that say sorry all the time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Just bumped into you. Sorry. (laughs) You were standing standing in my way, but I'm really sorry that I bumped into you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) The sorries. Oh my goodness. Um, they also prioritize everyone's needs before their own, you know, especially mamas. Like, you know, we have kids, like it's so easy to just bend over backwards for our kids, but then go, hold on a second. I need an hour for me. So that's a people pleasers trait. Um, a people pleaser can be totally crushed when someone doesn't like them. Now, this was a big one for me earlier this year. And I was just like, what do you mean? Like, this can't be a people-pleasing trait because it's like, well, how could someone not like me? Because we're always being so nice, right? We're doing everything and everything to make people happy, which is the na- like the next one. Um, you know, so people wouldn't like, you know, should always like us. So when someone does say that they, you know, there's tension, yeah, it's completely soul-crushing. So people-pleasers, keep an eye on that one. Um, what else have we got? You want to be acknowledged by others. So this could be from, you know, a mentor, a friend, um, a family member. It's that constant seeking approval that you're doing the right thing. Huge. Um, Another one would be that you don't share your feelings when someone hurts you. Yeah, that's a big one. big one that's like a juicy one like oh I can't tell them like that they've hurt me because I might upset them if I tell them right yeah or that whole like rise above it mentality as well just rise above it you don't need to go down to their level yeah yeah yes people pleasers are super busy they're super busy people because they're doing all the things they're overachieving they're saying yes to everyone they're um, taking on extra responsibility to make sure like, you know, they get approval, like they're just busy people. So if you find that you have no time, yeah, people pleasing, <laughs> take a look. Um, finally, the last one is that a lot of people, ple- people pleasers mirror the people around them. Now, what that means is that you change who you are in order to fit in. So if we rewound back to like high school days, like, you know, I was in the grunge era of the 90s. (laughs) So (laughs) Doc Martens were very cool. I never had them. I always wanted a pair, but I wanted a pair, Um, you know, and that's, I just wanted them so desperately so I would fit in, you know, but that's just like a small example, but we do mould to the people around us. So, yeah finding your own values is really important so yeah that's the nine yeah cool and I think like people pleasing is something where people would kind of gravitate towards just thinking that it's about doing what other people want and not doing what you want but that's quite it's such a multifaceted topic because it's not just about saying yes to everyone else and no to yourself it's like you said apologizing all the time or being super busy because you're too busy doing what everyone else wants and not, you know, doing what you want or seeking approval, worrying about what other people think of you. And Mm -hmm. I think like, I know 
100%, I've done this for many, many years, said, I, I've said, I don't care what other people think of me when actually really I give a big shit about what people think of me. That's just me trying to be brave to the outside world. And then, you know, you might have a conversation with someone and you like dwell on it for a week because they reacted in some way that you weren't expecting to something that you said and then you think you've offended them and then you just get yourself up in knots about it when, you know, probably in actual fact it's not even a big deal but you have made it a big deal yes it's like it's in our heads like people pleasing in our heads it's behaviors we've created it's just you know and it also I need to stress this you know the nine things that I said you may not have all of them you might have your own version of these and you might only have one or two like I've always been able to say no to people flat out not not doing it (laughs) totally cool But then, as you said as well, like someone not liking me, boom, world has fallen apart. Like, how could this happen? I'm so confused. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just know that we all have our own versions of this and it is complex. Yeah. So, so complex. Yeah, definitely. So um, what's been the evolution of this for you then? So March, March this year, we all know what happened in March. However, it was the the longest month that ever happened. (laughs) The longest month we ever lived through. (laughs) So leading up to March, um, I was putting together an event and I did a challenge where I was like, fail fast February. This event is going to either make or break, you know, it had to be decided then and there. I was not trusting my intuition at that time. I just kept hitting wall after wall after wall. And then all of a sudden, end of February, I was like, I'm done. This is fucked. Like, this is just not working. And sooner or later, I'm pretty sure it was like the next week, because I think it was like the 3rd of March. I'd called it. I was like, I'm not running this event. Not only was I organizing 18 people to speak at my event and then, you know, work out timetables and all the things I'd actually left out me time for the event like the whole idea was like I was going to speak as well and I was like what the hell I'm prioritizing all these other people and not my own like skills like why am I not displaying who I am and my skills so that kind of hit me in the face coronavirus happened the week later that I called it and you know, we then couldn't run events anyway. So I was just like, well, there you go. Universe has spoken. (laughs) What the hell's going on, Liz? So coronavirus hit and I spent the next three weeks in complete utter despair and grief when you've invested so much time and energy into something. Um, It can be really heartbreaking to let go of a dream. And yeah, I spent three weeks just like, assessing grieving and journaling till the cows came home I yeah my kids were <laughs> homeschool me mom and like nah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too busy feeling sorry for myself yeah. right now and this was and a big event like you had Lisa Messenger talking like this was a lot of work and to pull out what did you say like a week before it was Corona. To, yeah a week before when not, was not when it was in May in May yeah but so still, it's May. two months out that's a lot of work that's already gone into it yeah 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 and but, turning around and saying oh, I'm not doing it now too 
like making that stand that took so much balls I was that alone was a people-pleasing act of in itself that I couldn't do it you know like for me like I was like I have to do it because of all these people you know like I have to have to have to when I actually asked myself it's like oh no this all of a sudden it stopped feeling good I knew inside that there was like a wall that was like, Liz, come on. I've given you like bushfires. It's flooded. It's like (laughs) (laughs) the locust plague is coming soon. When are you going to take notice? (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. You know, like I had three major um, natural disasters hit in the span of three months trying to sell tickets. No one yeah. was focusing on community. No one was focusing on development because yeah. everyone was so bloody like, what's going to happen next? Well, yeah. coronavirus was next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when so we, that was, and in Australia after the fires and then the floods, it was like we really didn't think it was going to get worse and then it happened. Um, then when wow. corona, coronavirus happened and we just went, is, is this like, is this year an, an apocalypse or is it a real year or what's the hell is going on here? I know, right? It's like, what else are you going to give me next? Right? Yeah, yeah. So lockdown, I ended up writing a book. <laughs> I wrote 30 ways that I was people pleasing. I had to, I was, you know, set the challenge to do this. And it was really funny that I had to do it in a month's period and you know, I was like, okay, how can I experience this? How am I giving, you know, how am I people pleasing in every day? Well, the fact that I couldn't go and interact with humans, I had to go back and dig up some dirt on me. It wasn't fun (laughs) at all. Looking at all the ways that I was people pleasing. And so through those weeks, I just journaled and wrote new story after story about what had happened and like how I actually created this, like this pattern. And some, you know, as I said, those nine things, like, you know, each one has its own story. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be like, I'm going to ditch people pleasing and journal out getting rid of people pleasing. No, you've got to start with the one thing. Like, well, if someone doesn't like you and you're crushed by that, why, you know, go into that you know, sort that out. So yeah. there was a lot of, um, yeah, big, big, whoa, like mind-blowing um, experiences during that journaling phase. So, yeah, and now I'm helping people because I created a course after doing this inner healing <laughs> um, to help others, which was just nuts because yeah. people were just like, yes, this is me. And I was like, wow, everyone identified with this story because I was sharing so vulnerable so vulnerable I can't even say the word now (laughs) (laughs) I was being vulnerable yes yes there we go (laughs) yeah there it is um so yeah that was a big deal and people saw that and related so yeah there was a way to help which was great yeah awesome and so I guess uh, that's probably a big part of the next question but I was going to ask you like what's been the impact on your life to discovering and, and tackling your need to please. And obviously one big impact is not just the self-discovery, but now you're able to help other people. Mm. Well, here's the thing with impact. Like how has people pleasing impacted, like letting it go? You know, I don't think what I'm going to say is like <laughs> things change for good and some things 
take time to adjust to. So when I discovered this and started working through all of it, I noticed people falling away. You know, my circle of who I was around shifted. Yes, yeah. And that changed because I was more aware of what I was doing and I was like, oh, that's not okay. (laughs) Yeah. I had to reestablish, you know, who I was at my core. Like, what are my values? Who am I? Like, what is Liz and what does Liz want? Not, oh, I should do this to help others because it feels good. And that's the thing. Like, we feel good. So we want, like, people pleasing is tricky because you do something. You get a dopamine hit because you get that, you know, you help someone and people praise you and then you get that dopamine hit and you want it again and again and again. And that's why so many women, I think, say, I just, when they get into business, they go, I just want to help people because you're getting that constant dopamine hit of I've helped someone, they're praising me, they love me and it makes you feel so good about yourself. Yeah. So you keep going for it. Mm. But it, it's it's constant work to do that and it's not not always, it's not viable long-term to live that way. No. No. Because that's the thing. Who have you forgotten? You. Yeah. You know, the biggest gift in, um, you know, the impact of my own discovery is like, oh, okay, I can give Liz, I can't even say my name now, Liz (laughs) some love. You know, once I got off the couch, I was doing dance classes with my kids for 30 minutes a day. I was like walking, we're doing beach missions. You know, it felt so good. And that self, like, I want to say it's self-love in a way because you're acknowledging you and your own needs. And for a lot of people who've never done that before, it's really tricky. Like I'm having conversations now. So with people, um, you know, Oh, I've got an hour of time, but what do I do in it? I'm like, great. Go explore. Like you get to be curious now. Yeah. What makes you you tick? Yeah. What makes you, you, and that's the biggest thing. So being able to, take ownership of your words and your actions and own them has been probably like the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I always said, and I like, I relate this to um, parent when I'm talking to other mums, you know, I, I always say about kids cause you know, I've got a 12 year old, almost 10 year old is that kids show you the version of themselves that they want you to see cause they want you to be happy they want you to love them and they want you to be happy with what they're doing. So they'll, they'll make up little white lies and us parents, we're wiser than them. So we know, you know, we catch them out. It's like, I know you're not telling the truth because you think you're going to get into trouble and you don't want to get into trouble. You want me just to love you. But the thing is, I'm going to love you anyway. Right. But it's humans in general. Like we show a version of ourselves to the world that we want the world to see because we think that that's the version the world's going to like. Mm. And that's the version of ourselves that's more palatable for people because Mm. we don't want to rock the boat or, you know, we want to be popular or we want to, you know, be popular on Instagram or, you know, whatever it is. So we sometimes hide those parts of ourselves that it's ironic because we're hiding the parts of ourselves that will really draw in our real people Yes, and in the long term. But in the short term, we can't, sometimes we just, we can't see it. And sometimes it's even, it's such a subconscious behavior. We don't even realize we're doing it until someone either points it out or you have to go through self-reflection. And then you go, oh, shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then and then sometimes it can, like you said, you know, there's some really immediate um, impacts from it. You know, there's that part of it where it takes a little bit to settle into and it, you know, maybe you're letting go of belief systems or people or old routines or things that you used to do. But then really what happens at the end of that is that you actually start to get to call in the things that are really important to you. And that can be your real people or just by, cause you, you actually are willing to like meet who you really are and show that person to the world. Yes. You're meeting your most authentic self, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, so, it's so hard to do that. Like that's such a hard thing to do. <laughs> It's interesting. We're reading a book at the moment um, in the book club that I've got about the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. And, you know, a few of the girls are like, I've really resisted that book. And I'm like, dude, owning your like quirks is your gift. It's just, it makes you, you, it makes me like you more. Like, I want to know like what makes you a bit weird and crazy. I'm like, yeah, celebrate that. So like when how I just you... totally lost my train of thought five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Like we know each other, but that's the thing. Like our relationship is built on exactly as our foundation of who we are. And when you're people pleasing, you don't do that. So yeah, having that ability to be your true self, oh, it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is funny because like, like when I'm helping people with social media and I'm usually trying to get them to overcome some form of um, limiting belief or whatever to like actually getting out there and being themselves on their feet and trying to connect with their audience. One of the first things people say, but what if people don't, well, they don't say necessarily what if people don't like me, but that's usually the underlying thing that they're worried yes, about. People won't like them. Um, and then when they start to do it, they turn around and they go, oh my God, that post I, I shared like, something about myself and I got the most engagement out of all of them. And I'm like, see, people really do care. <laughs> they really do care about who you really are. <laughs> That's the thing. You put your energy out of who you are. You're going to attract more of that back towards you. Yeah. And that goes with people as well. So, you know, I attract people who love nature. Why? Because I live in a rainforest. Yeah. They want more of that. You know, I'm the country girl. They know that. More yeah. of those, you know. It's just simple. Like Go the country put, girls. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, if you put out to the world like a little bit of you, you're going to find more people like you that you get along with. And then life's just easier. Oh, so, so easy. much easier. You know, pretending. Imagine that. Yeah. I have never worn high heels ever well I yeah. have probably once or twice but generally speaking you know like I used to go out in my 20s and like you know the high heels are a thing and I was like I'm not doing it I'd wear my Doc Martens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc Martens are back in fashion they're cool are they? yeah they're oh, cool I don't think they ever shoes. really went out of fashion nah no nah. we love them yeah but yeah like being you and owning you is just it's powerful Totally. So in terms, so that's personally, like obviously some of the personal um, impacts for you, but what about business? So what's been the journey there? Cause I know, I know from working with you this year that your business has changed a lot. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So this will be really interesting for the business people out there listening in how this has affected you in that respect. Well, the word pivot, have we heard it enough this year? <laughs> right? The P word. The p p pivot. Anyway, so pivoting, it happened. It needed to happen. But yeah, I had to come back and ask myself some really big, tough questions of who I was and what I represented. So that was really important. Um, I was identifying in myself what I saw in others as well. So for my business, I ended up creating a course, which was really beautiful to help others through what I'd been going through, you know, using journaling, connecting back with intuition, but also coming back to your core, um, that authentic self. Cause I think, I don't know, as women, so many of us, we just don't, yeah, we let it go. We let it slide, especially, you know, like I've got two small kids. I serve a lot of like, I look after a lot of women who have kids and yeah, I ended up with the course turning it into a membership area, which was really cool. Um, so now I can serve more people in one big cuddle puddle, as I like to call it. <laughs> <A> cuddle puddle. <laughs> That's the best. It's just so that is the best. That is the best term for a membership I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's a big cuddle puddle. We have yeah. big conversations. Um, but it's also helped me to you know, identify like bringing my, like the element of nature into my business. So I have run some women's circles in the new year. I plan on running some workshops on my property to be able to pull in like the juice of Liz, like here's where I'm most authentically myself. And that's at home, you know, cause I'm at home with myself and that's become a part of my messaging because I think, yeah, we need to remember who we are and yeah. what we are like. Cause that's the thing for all of us, the safest place that we feel comfortable to be ourselves is at home. Yeah. And because um, in the membership you do like a lot of stuff around the moon, you talk about Farmer Liz yes, <laughs> a lot and all of your farming analogies. And did you do a lot of like moon stuff before or has this been part of it? It's just like it's something that you love and now you're bringing like all these things that you really love to do into business Ah, it's such Making, a good like, point. such a focal part of it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I didn't even see this because now I accept it as just me. That's Liz. <laughs> How good's that? Awesome. Um, so, yeah, the moon. I've always worked with the moon since I was a kid. Once again, being the farmer girl, my dad would, like, you know, plant here, plant there, not there. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, and I, in one of your masterclasses I was listening to and you were, you related it back to you know, at this time you plant the seeds and then the seeds grow and then you grow, you'd pick the fruit and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's seasonal. Like we work in seasons as humans. Yeah. You know, it's going back to our old school roots, moon cycles, like setting intentions for a month. So you're focused your energy on something small and compact and you know that you can work on it. But then you've got the season of, you know, we're about to come into summer. Like this is our most active season as humans. Why? The sun's out longer. What do we do? We, we're awake longer. I was awake at like five. I was like, I thought of you, Stacey, actually. Oh, welcome to my like, world. That's me every day. I, I know, right? I was like, <laughs> I don't do this. <laughs> But the sun was up. So, you know, we have more energy because when we're in winter, we're like, oh, closed down. And I guess because I've always had my own life like this, I'm now using it in my business to like 
okay, so through the quieter months, I was very quiet still through winter. I ran some courses. I was doing some testing of them. Is it going to work? You know, I had that quiet time to percolate. But now as we come into summer, it's like game on. Yeah, yeah. You know, even it's just started getting warmer here in the last two weeks. You know, like my Instagram has shifted. I've gotten ballsier. Why? Because <laughs> summer's here. Yeah. What do we do in summer? The sun is shining. It's bright. I'm loud. I'm here. Notice me, right? And I think it's like so simple. the world has has been in a cocoon with COVID. Um, and particularly, I know like obviously in like the UK and Europe and stuff, they've been going through their summer when we've been in our winter, but we've definitely been in much more of a cocooned winter than than ever before. And now yeah. that summer's coming and, you know, we've got, restrictions being lifted and states being able you know we can travel a bit more and all those sort of things it's like um you know there's even predictions in the business world and christmas and stuff that you know things like the normal christmas shutdown won't be the same this year because people are just ready just to get stuck into it because we've been you know yeah hibernating uh, hibernating for all this time forced hibernation too i think a lot of people um haven't noticed what hibernation's felt like because they're busy. You know, I've being the country girl, like you come, like life is like a wave, right? <laughs> no one can see this. So I'm like waving my hands around. It's a wave. <laughs> There's the highs and the lows and, you know, identifying those times. So we've all just been in this beautiful low together. We're all about to come out. It's going to feel beautiful. And yes, I actually, the guys in the Northern Hemisphere, if anyone who does listen to that, to this podcast, it's just, you know, you get to do your big, deep reflection now. 2020 served you a big, like, how's it going? And that's like, go and man- like, go and sit with that. Yeah. And go and feel that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So if someone's listening in and they're like, okay, I can see where I am people-pleasing. What as What's some of your best advice for someone that wants to start to tackle it? I've got two things. One, practice one thing at a time. I've been a big believer in this my whole entire life. You know, if you're going to do one thing, do one thing well and get it finished. I have to finish it. Don't move on to the next thing. Finish the one until you fully own it. Um Just a quick example, I lived with a girl many years ago. I taught her to say the word no. She pulled it out on me as the very first person. I asked her, I taught her how to like, you can do this. you got to say no. A week later, I'm like, hey, can you do this for me? She said no. And I was like, boo, (laughs) how dare you? But then I gave her a big hug and congratulated her because it was epic. I was like, yes, you did it. But it took her a couple of months to master saying no. And so then she could then look at other things. So one of the things that I looked at earlier this year was, you know, avoiding conflict. Why do I do it? You know, like really dig into it. And what are the reasons and beliefs that you have? So the second kicker to my advice is actually practicing awareness. You need to be able to see your people-pleasing traits. And the only way that you can do that is to give yourself some time but also acknowledge how your body is feeling. Our bodies are like incredible vessels of information. So if something's feeling icky, why? Yeah. 
you know, look into it. If something's feeling really good, okay, right, like this is what I know that I'm meant to be doing. So in those icky situations, like especially when, um, what do I always say? It's like you say things, but then five minutes later, like, oh, I should have done that. It's like, great, well, how are you people-pleasing in that moment? Like really take note of how you're doing it either after or during so you can then be able to respond instead of react in a situation. Yeah, cool. And you've got some resources on your website too which people can access. Journal prompts. Journal prompts and awesome cool stuff like that for people that just want that extra little bit of help and need something tangible to, you know, kind of prompt them through how they can work through it. You've got some journal prompts and you've got your book as well. Um, and some blog posts yeah yeah heaps, heaps of stuff they're cool and your podcast there's a great podcast episodes about it as well so what's next for lizzie now after Good. all of this transformation keep on rising keep cool, on I rising <laughs> i think you know when you finally come out of the dark and give yourself the permission and like that you're authentic self is available to the world you just like you can't help but shine so um it's leaning into that and being more of that that's pretty much yeah. all like I could talk business things and like all the little bits and pieces but realistically it's just showing the world who I am yeah yeah I love that so where can people find you if they want to connect with you Oh, go to Instagram. I like hanging on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> so Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E underscore Malt, M-O-U-L-T. That's where you can find me. Otherwise, yeah, head over to my website. The link's in my bio on Instagram as well. But, yeah. Cool. And you've got a podcast and lots of cool stuff. And um, obviously you can check out Lizzie's membership for when her next intake is of that as well for the whole woman community and have a big, what did you call it? A cuddle puddle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We have them every week. Have a big ladies cuddle puddle. <laughs> Virtual one. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, This is absolutely the best. I love that. It's my favourite part of this whole interview It's the cuddle puddle. Oh, so cool. Just getting real. Can I just also say if anyone does have questions, like shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to like have a chat about anything because, yeah, I'm very passionate about not people pleasing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Love it. Well, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast today, Liz. It's been awesome to have you share your wisdom about this. Um, it's the stuff we've been talking about privately for months now. So I'm really, it's really cool to pop it out on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the social hub forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the social media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.